0: A little bit differently. We're gonna we're gonna ask the question that's on your sheet today. Um, what describes the journey we've been on with Jesus? And and even that we're gonna do a little bit differently. It will be in the Word, which is always what we do here at Cross Train. Um, but four different people are gonna share a little bit. I'm gonna share a little bit now, and then um, John and Brian Johnson and Jeff are gonna share. RJ is um, taking care of his mom, who just had. Um, open heart surgery on Friday and so he is not here with us today so he's taking care of her but she's doing okay Um, but I'm going to share a little bit about my part in what, what like what do we stand upon as a church and so I'm going to talk a little bit about the five pillars that we stand upon, and you got a handout that has those on there, and I'll get there in a few minutes, but I want to start with what has led us along the way, and whether whether you've been at cr- a cross train when it was Cornerstone, or you've only been here for a few weeks, you know that the Word of God is what has really led us. And so I would ask you to open up your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 2, that's my passage that I'm just going to, I'm just going to read, and not really comment much on, but um, but it's going to guide us into my part about what has really led us is God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, through his inspired word. And so it says, in Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs is in the middle of your Bible, it's in Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs is a book of wisdom, it's called Wisdom Literature, Proverbs chapter 1 it talks about a person of wisdom pointing forward to Christ. And then chapter 2 talks about the way of wisdom. And so here's in chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says, My son, if you will receive my word and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your ear to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lifting your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her, the her is wisdom, as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord. And discover the knowledge of God. Now, these next three verses I've been praying over our church since uh, 2022 started every day. Verses six through eight it says, "For the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of the paths of justice, and He preserves the way of His godly ones." Then, and here's the outcome of walking in, his, in the way of his wisdom. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every, good, in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you, understanding will watch over you. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. From those who leave, leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness." Who delight in doing evil and rejoice in perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked, and who's devious and who are devious in their ways? So, what is this wisdom that has guided us? It is the word of God. Guys, knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. I heard it once said that if you want wisdom, if you want knowledge, go to school. If you want wisdom, get on your knees. Knowledge is not knowing God's word. Knowledge, or I'm sorry, knowledge is knowing God's word. Wisdom is applying God's word to your life, right? And ultimately what we have done since day one here is desire to be a people who are about applying God's word to our lives. So one, what is, where, have we, where have we been during this time? I want to share with you a little bit about where we've been in the Word in these 11 years. But before we do that, I just want to quickly mention just where we've been physically. Where we've been physically, we've been in seven locations in 11 years. Four of those locations have been in the last two years. It's only been the last six months that we've been here. that The Lord led us here. You saw some of the pictures in the video um, of what it took to even get this place ready for the city to let us use it. Again, thank you, Lord. We have seen many new faces come and we've seen people go. Right? In a word, if if anything has marked our 11 years, I would say it's change. Right? I mean, very few churches survive the kind of wandering in the wilderness that we've done in seven locations in 11 years. It's by the grace of God, but it's also because we have managed through that to maintain one constant, and that is we are going to be a people of the word. Right? that that, And so as long as we're digging in, the promises of his word are going to apply to us. And so where have we been in the word of God? So I'm just going to quickly mention, we do some topical series here. So for example, Advent at Christmas, we do Resurrection Season, we'll often do a topical series. We did that summer, we've, um, we did the summer in the solas this last summer. We've done, walked through our, our foundations, our discipleship toolkit a couple of times. We always, even topically, we always... Preach a passage, not just a verse. So we don't find a verse to make our case. We find a passage that makes God's case for what, what that topic is. Um, we've done the Experiencing God study, Blackaby study a few times. And we did the Secrets of Prayer this last fall to get us ready to go up to retreat. We've also been in just like many sections of the word. So we, I've, done a, I've done a series on the Beatitudes. We've done the Sermon on the Mount. We did a series on the parables of Jesus. We've done This is just in 11 years where we've been. We've done Acts, like the start of the church in Acts 1 through 4. We've done the seven churches of Revelation in, in Revelation 2 and 3. We've done a summer in the Psalms. We've done that multiple times where we'll just go through some selected Psalms through the summer. We just finished, before we started Romans, the I Am series of the I Am's of Christ um, in 2016, we actually taught through the whole Bible, not every verse, every book, but we taught through God's story from, from Genesis to Revelation, um, at, uh, teaching through key passages in that. But our main diet has always been expositorily teaching through whole books of the Bible. And so, just in whole books of the Bible, this is where we what we have taught through. Um, that at least what I could find on my in my folders on my computer. We've taught through the Book of Genesis, First and Second Samuel. We've taught through Nehemiah twice. We've taught through Job, Isaiah, Daniel. We've taught through Jonah. In the New Testament, we've taught the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of John, we're teaching Romans now, we've taught through 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians two times, Colossians two times, we've taught through 1st Thessalonians once, 2nd Timothy, James, 1st Peter twice, and the book of Revelation. Like, that's a lot of the Word of God to just have gone through, and God is... God's word has been our the the rock we have set our anchor on, even in the midst of all that change we've been through, and that's not going to change. Right? We are never going to change that about who we are. So that's where we've been. How are we moving forward? Well, in. July of 2021, so last July, not even a year ago, we were moved to change the name of the church from Cornerstone to Cross Train. Why? Because, one, we were just, it was a month before we got into this space. We knew we were moving. It was a good time to change. Ten-year anniversary. But also because we just felt convicted as a lead team to really what we call double down on training people to teach God's truth so that you can disciple your neighbors. So that if the church is no longer allowed to gather... Like it was not allowed to gather for a season, then will we be equipped to take the gospel to our neighbors? And so that's why we changed the name to Cross Train and we started up some stuff that's in that handout that you have. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but hopefully, every family got one of these. Um, there's more on the Connect table on your way out. It has our mission statement, which is we exist to spread the gospel. By training people to teach God's truth in the context of redemptive community, our vision is to connect to Christ, to be in community, to engage in the call. Our values are the Word of God and the family of God. We believe the Word of God displays God, God's glory, and the family of God gathered is a testimony to God's glory. Now, how do we go about doing all of this? Well, that's in the middle of the, of the handout. That's, what we're, that's our discipleship program. We have D-groups. We have the Foundations class, which is just taking our Foundations Toolkit. That's our basic foundation, like our foundational discipleship manual. Again, there's copies of it out on the Connect table. And we're going to teach, and, we, and we, start, we turn that into a class. We're going we're to teach that again this summer. If you missed it this last summer, I guess it was, then, um, then get, we'll let you know when that's going to happen, and we'll get signed up for it for this summer. And then we've just started back up the training center. And right now we're doing practical theology, 6 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. We've got about 60 people in both of those sessions combined, who are showing up to learn about um, th- exciting things like this week, it's the um, doctrine of sin. And so they're, they're, um, they're really excited about their homework for this week, I have no doubt. And so that's, that's the sort of how-to. And then finally, and the last thing I'm just going to say is, so, so all of that gets all of what we do, gets filtered through these five pillars that are on the back of your handout. And so I'm going to ask you a question here in just a minute. But our five pillars are, we are word-centered... We are prayer-directed, we are discipleship-driven, we are service-oriented, and we are mission-focused. So when we think about, okay, we're going to want to do this activity or that activity. Do we want the church engaged in this area or that area? We're going to filter it through these five pillars that are on the back of this handout. Where does it fit and strengthen these things? And that leads me to my final part, and that's, that's my talking points question, which is on your handout, um, which is on your, your notes sheet. Talking points, question number one, and it asks this question. So which of these, which two of the five pillars are you strongest in? And which two, is there the greatest opportunity for you to grow? And then what is your plan to grow in those two areas so that not only will you be a stronger disciple, but you'll be able to strengthen the church as well? Guys, life will just happen to us unless we get intentional about it. Right, your calendar is full. I understand that. It, you let it fill up. We all do. The question is, what are we filling it with? Right, so, what I would ask you to do is say, okay, which of these, out of these five things, which are two areas where I have the greatest opportunity to grow, and what is my p- intentional plan for growing in those in the next year? If you need help with that, talk to a leader. All of our contact information is in the bulletin and, and you can reach out to any one of us and we'd be happy to help you with that. But, but I would ask you to consider how are you personally doubling, because I talk about the what, here's all the what we're doing and the beauty of God's faithfulness to us, but the so what is so that you would be better equipped for the mission. That's what, that's what the church exists for. We would not be sitting here today As professing believers in Christ, those of us that are, if we weren't called to something, he would just take us home when we got saved. What you're called to is discipleship. You're called to multiply. So we want to help you with that however we can. That's been our desire since day one, and it's certainly something that we are even more focused on today. With that, would you stand with me? Grab your Bibles. Open up to today's calling passage which is Acts chapter 2. We're going to go into our time of prayer in just a minute, just like we, um, just like we always do on Sundays. And, um, but we're going to start by reading the Word of God, Acts chapter 2 and 42 through 47. And we're going to see, like, this is how the early church changed the world. Right? You guys, you got to remember, they, they lived in a hostile world. They lived under a hostile government. By the way, that government no longer exists, but the church does. Right? You have to go visit those ruins of Rome, but the church stands strong. God. Amen. We need to remember that. So how did they do that? Starting in verse 37, it says... I'm sorry, starting in verse 42, and it says... They were continuing devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's the word of God to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place with the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as any might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house... They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their numbers day by day, those who were being saved. Pray with me as I pray. Father, I just thank you again for um, for your hand of of just provision and protection, of guidance and direction on on this church, your church that we call Cross-Train. Lord, I thank you that that we strive to be that church that we just read about. That we desire to be a a body of believers whose collective witness can witness to the glory of God in a way that, that, that each of us individually cannot. That when we have unity that your spirit has created, when we are all together and have all things in common, whether that be here on a Sunday or in a home on a Thursday... Lord, that, that there is an opportunity there for your presence to be manifested like no other place on the planet in that moment. Your power is present among your gathered people. That's why we gather. That's why we've been committed to gathering for these 11 years. Because we want to see and seek and shine the glory of God. Lord, help that be true, not just today in this place, but anytime we gather in this place, and then also in us as we leave this place. Lord, I want to thank you specifically for West Valley Bible Church and for Northwest Christian, who are the two churches that that, that worked together 11 years ago to plant us and start us on this path. Lord, I pray for them. I pray for, for gospel glory to be revealed through them. Lord, I pray right now, again, for those people that that are around the globe, especially in places like the Ukraine and and so many other places, frankly, where people are being persecuted, where refugees are struggling to survive. Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, that those spaces would be filled with your glory, that that you would use those things to draw many people to yourself. Because Lord, what we just read in your word, and you added to their number day by day, those who are being saved, that's the point. The point isn't our comfort. The point isn't this building. The point isn't this church. You're the point. Lord, let our lives just point people to you. For the fame and the glory of your name. For you are the only one worthy of that fame. Oh Lord, let us glorify you. Let this next year be marked by one of your glory in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat, and I invite